I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Dallas Cowboys fans, are you ready? Are you ready to hear the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Are you ready to hear what I, the Bear of Texas, has to say regarding the Dallas Cowboys? Well then, grab a beer, have a seat, and buckle up. Because this ride will start out slow, but I guarantee you it will intensify by the second. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Bear of Texas, and I'd like to welcome you to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion of the Bear of Texas podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Amazon Music. It is my honor to welcome a fellow UNT graduate. He was on the UNT newscast team with me five years ago. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Mr. Jacob San Antonio. Welcome to the show, Jacob. Thank you very much, Alex. It's it's an honor. Uh, I'm 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 bowing to all the people clapping. Thank you very much, everyone. No, please, please, please. Okay, keep going. All right, that's <laughs> no. It's 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 great to be here. I I was a little I'm a well I'm a little flattered, uh, but I'm more than happy to hop on in and talk a little bit of Dallas Cowboys because uh, you can't live where we do without being surrounded. By cowboys opinions exactly and some of them very controversial but at the same time we have to understand these guys are just telling the truth and that is what i am committed to and as we are previewing dallas's game against the cleveland browns this sunday what you and i will do we will tell the truth the whole truth and nothing but the truth now speaking of telling the truth the truth is dallas could very well be zero three Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I okay. So I'm just gonna come right out, and you you want the truth. We we very well could be zero and three, um, but the other side of that is we could very well be three and zero. And I I think when you invited me onto the show, I was really doing some soul searching about how I feel about this this Cowboys team because uh, it's. You know, watching the games, if, if anybody was around me when I'm watching these games, you know, those two losses, I probably walked away pretty pretty steamed. But, you know, you look back on those games, uh, you look back at the Rams, uh, you know, I feel like you probably should lose that game more often than not. But what that game really showed me, looking back on it, uh, this is going to be a re- recurring theme with this Cowboys team, uh, however many games in we've got so far, which is you do wonder, would we be saying different things about the defense? 
and partially the offense if they had had a proper preseason. And I'm not necessarily talking about the games, uh, but, you know, the OTAs, the practices, the, you know, physically being there and getting the those reps in. Uh, the Rams, man, it felt like it felt like that defense was like, oh, wait, the Rams do this. It's like the Rams offense. It's good. It's very good. But it's good because they do everything out of the same formation, you know. Um, and that's not new. I mean, like they did that against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. They did that. I mean, for the past three years, they've tried to maintain that you're never going to know what's coming at you until it's, you know, coming at you system. Uh, and in that first week, Dallas just looked completely taken by surprise, which maybe had they had a better, you know, preseason to kind of get ready for that, maybe they wouldn't have been caught off guard. Um, Falcons, man, I feel like they should have won that game uh, by a lot more. Um, but again, you know, the defense just couldn't get Atlanta off the field. Um, and then you get to Seattle. I mean, if of these three games, I never really entertained the idea that we were going to go into Seattle and win uh, because Russell Wilson is just bonkers. And he was, but Russell Wilson was bonkers against the Cowboys. And you still have a shot at it, you know? Uh, they managed to get stops. Uh, you clean up the game a little bit. Not as many bad penalties uh and, and things of that nature you never know things you might have had enough time left on the clock and uh a better game plan to go out there and pull ahead in front of seattle but you know i i guess when i look at the season so far this very very young season i i think to myself we are one and two we should be oh and three but in a regular season we could very well have been three and oh it was just with just a little bit more preparation. And I think that says a lot mostly about how good our offense is. Cause man, it's really looking good. Oh, it is. And I love it. And you're absolutely right. Now, some folks might say you're just making excuses for the Cowboys. No folks. When there's no OTAs, there's no preseason. You can't get mentally prepared. I mean, it takes a lot of preparation to come to a season. It's not like you just come to a season Hey, I can still throw a football. I still know how to catch. I'm still in shape. There's a lot to it than that. Like, Just like in any other sport, preparing for a season of professional sports is no easy task. Sure. And, and I mean, look, no one is going to, like, if we're talking about feeling negative about or, or pessimistic about the season, <laughs> I mean, all I got to do any other season, I'd say in the past like five or six years, if you're looking for pe pessimism or negativity, I'll find it for you. I'm not afraid <laughs> to just, you know, uh, criticize when criticism is due. And hey, you know, there are there's plenty of criticism to throw at this Cowboys team. Uh, I mean, there always did, is, isn't there? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Uh, you know, there's something to be said about um, the defense still didn't look prepared against Seattle. Uh, I think... Uh, we don't even need to waste time talking about, you know, defenders in the secondary being um, nowhere to be found and, you know, receivers just catching wide open passes. Um, and there's something to be said about, man, why doesn't our defensive line look better than it than it does? I mean, Alden Smith is <laughs> he's picking up where he left off, but 
you take him out of the mix and what do you got, you know? And then as far as the offensive side of the ball, I don't know, man. I, when I look at the offense, the, my biggest concern is, are we talking about maybe, maybe not this season, maybe not next season, but are we going to have to start looking for a replacement for Tyron Smith? I mean, I tell you what, before we go into like the nitty gritty of the Browns, let's talk about both sides of the ball. So in your opinion, how are you feeling about the offense right now? I love it. And I wrote an article for Primetime Sports Talk. That's the website I now write for about what I like to call the triple threat wide receiver duo. I'm talking about the combo of Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, and C.D. Lamb. Because now we can honestly say, based on the game against Seattle, a dude named Cedric Wilson, who I honestly had never, ever heard of before that day, this kid comes in and has a hell of a game. Now, it's too early to say that we now have a fatal four-way threat. I am using wrestling terms, by the way. But it's only one game. If this guy does does it against the Browns, then it'll become a little bit more clear. But to convince me that we now have a fatal four-way wide receiver threat, it's going to take two more games to convince me. So that next week, I believe we play the New York Giants. If, if Cedric Wilson does it again, then I'll be all for it. But sure. the offense, I... Th- okay, Prescott really has been making me eat my words because I have kind of gone on him because, you know, his inability to complete those deep passes like that and his inaccuracy and him not being so good with the mechanics. Look, for the most part this year, he is making me eat my words. He's not top clutch yet, but he's still far from proving that he deserves $40 million a year. And a lot of fans are not happy with me saying this, but no, I'm sorry, but he does not deserve it. Okay, think about it. When it comes to Prescott, has he really done amazingly, like, come clutch against good teams? Has he? Well, I... So, I would not consider myself a Dak apologist, but I will say this. Um, Prescott has something that Romo had, and that is Prescott can do everything under his power to keep the team in the game and when you need that clutch defensive stop, it's never there. Um, now, the other side of that argument is, what if the defense keeps you in the game early and you need the offense to kind of take over near the end? There, yeah, there's definitely an argument for that. But as far as paying Prescott goes, he's won you playoff games. No, he hasn't taken you to the NFC Championship yet. But you look at, you know, just your own division. You look at, what Washington's throwing out there. You look what the Giants are throwing out there. You look at the Eagles. Um, I was sold on Wentz years ago. Now I'm rethinking it pretty, pretty hard. Dak may not demand Mahomes money, uh, but I think Dak understands he's not going to get Mahomes money. But the other side of it is when was, I mean, Dak may not make as much as he's expecting to, but I think a lot of that's going to come down to the lockdown killing revenue for the NFL. Um, I think that's really the biggest thing in his way. Uh, But, you know, assuming it's a regular, let's pretend it's a regular season with regular fans and regular attendance and all other other stuff. I mean, unfortunately, 
numbers just go up. If you're a good quarterback, the, the price only gets higher. If you're a great quarterback, the number only gets higher. Is Dak great? No. Is he good? Absolutely. It, I might even, pardon me, suggest very good. But, you know, in those key moments, you look at the uh, the Rams playoff game. Him and Zeke didn't look like they were really... Uh, it, the offense didn't look that good those years ago against that Rams defense. Um, of course, the Rams went on to the Super Bowl, so it tells you a bit how good that Rams team was. Um, but again, the, the Cowboys defense just couldn't couldn't keep them in the game. And I guess it's hard in a cap sport to have both sides of the ball be relatively close in talent and quality. But honestly, I haven't felt particularly good about this defense in uh, uh, a long time. I think there was a young man by the name of DeMarcus Ware who was playing for the Cowboys the last time I felt good about the defense. Absolutely. So. And look, and when it comes to Prescott, whatever I might have said, I don't hate the guy. I don't think right. I don't think he sucks. He's a great quarterback, but he's not at the level to where he's $40, $40 million a year material. He does get us back in the game. So in a sense, he is clutch. That's why I said he's not top clutch but at the same time based on how the team is disoriented it is not his fault that's why i'm making my point clear because some cowboy fans are saying i'm tearing down deck like look i'm criticizing but at the same time i'm still pointing out while he deserves to be criticized for his share of mistakes which is part of the game it's not just on prescott it was the same thing with tony romo if the defense sucked how the hell is it the quarterback's fault i would always tell people riddle me this y'all and they never had an answer. Look, I mean, Pres- uh, Prescott has his moments when he makes those deep passes, but obviously he he's not going to make them all the time. It, he he doesn't know how to throw, but he's just not always accurate. But he's not perfect, right? That's what I'll say. Well, right. Well, you know, and we'll we'll move on from this. But I will just suggest to people that um, there were a lot of people suggesting last year that uh, Aaron Rodgers had seen his best years and that he was on the decline. And uh, he's making people eat his words this season so far. Long season to go, but uh, I would not bet against Aaron Rodgers. Um, Drew Brees, uh, there are some question marks for for that gentleman. Uh, whether or not he's going to be able to deliver all season long. And then, uh, I mean, you got some other... You got some other oddballs out there. You got the Tom Brady, Cam Newton situation where you expect one guy's on the decline and then he in Cam Newton and nope, he's looking pretty good. You have Tom Brady, you're expecting him to thrive. And I don't know, I'd say he's doing good, but man, I I think people were expecting a lot more from Tom over there in Tampa Bay. But um, to stick with the Cowboys offense, um, I can't agree with you more about the wide receivers. Uh, If Cedric Wilson does contribute, every other week uh what i'm looking forward to and this is absolutely just (laughs) this is getting real wishful thinking down the road uh amari cooper clearly is it looks like he's dealing with stuff you know injury wise already and as frustrating as that is if you have cedric wilson who can deliver uh i have zero problem with michael gallup going into like number one wide receiver uh cd taking over as number two and then cedric wilson is number three or mix it up however you want i feel really good about our wide receiver core uh running backs i mean zeke went off against the falcons um and pollard did pretty good too but 
unfortunately you can't bring up Pollard this week without thinking of uh you know that awful that kickoff, kickoff yeah. return yeah uh which hey i don't think that mistake gets made again but let's just clean that up and hey if if i have nothing negative to say about our running backs that means they're doing great keep up the fantastic work um well zeke did not have a good game against uh the seahawks if i remember correctly he was only held to about 34 yards i mean yeah 14 rushes 34 yards although he did score but look it's that's the seattle seattle's defense is good on the rush it was against the passing that Seattle's defense was actually worse in the league. Okay. Yeah. And you know what? And, you know, Dak Prescott, the fact that he was able to pick apart that defense, that's the level of good that I'm talking about. Like, let me wrap it up on Prescott, uh, what I think. He's good, but he ha- and he has the potential to be better. It's just that he's not at the level yet. That's why he's not a choker, okay? He's not a choker, but like, but like I said, when he's under that pressure and he, he can't deliver... Right. You can't blame it all on him. Right. Yeah. Um, the only other thing I'd mention about the offense is, again, and I, I kind of brought it up earlier, I am concerned about Tyron Smith. Um, I'm, you know, for him to be struggling with with injuries right now, this early in the season, uh, this is, well, actually, we'll use, <laughs> we'll use this to tie right into the Cleveland Browns game. Uh, Tyron Smith concerns me. Because, you know, the, historically speaking, if Tyron is not playing, the line does not look good. Uh, this past week against Seattle might have been the best-looking offensive line we've ever seen without Tyron Smith in it. Um, and that's, you got real lucky. You got re- Well, Tyron Smith Cleveland's has become, he has become injury-prone. With back injuries, shoulder, I mean, the, the list will go on. And you asked me earlier right. if, if it will be if it may be time that we find his successor. Well, you know, it just might be. If he's able to come back, I mean, I'm not sure what his status is for this Sunday, but if he doesn't play more than six games, then you're damn right it'll, it'll be time to find somebody else. And I mean no disrespect. Because at the same time, I don't want him to to aggravate all those injuries because these injuries that you have in your football career, they will affect you the rest of your life. Like you, right. you, you're never the same. But as far as Smith, and it's it's a damn shame, really, because when we drafted him back in the NFL draft of 2011, I was excited. I mean, this he was only 20 years old. He was just he was just a kid, and he, and right. he really has been with us this whole time. And while he's a great player. The hiccup when it comes to Smith is his is the question is can he stay healthy? That's been the question regarding him for so long for at least five years now. Can Tyron right. Smith stay healthy? And overall, the question is is really no because the track record is he's hurt a lot. Right. I well, mean, it's not his fault though, but I guess the reason it's a concern, especially just this week, is Cleveland is coming to you know. They're coming to Dallas, and uh, if uh, you're putting out a, what's the word I'm looking for, questionable offensive line, this is not the team you want to roll it out against. Uh, you you can take a break, make as many jokes as you want about the Cleveland Browns. 
Lord knows I have. I'm guilty of them over many, many years. But uh, I'm not laughing and I'm not joking about that uh, Cleveland uh, defensive line. That uh, should be. (laughs) Because of a certain guy from the state of Texas by the name of Miles Garrett. Oh, man, I'm sweating so bad just thinking about just that matchup at the line on Sunday. I'm I'm real nervous about it. Well, honestly, quite honestly, we should be because when it comes to the pass rush, the Browns, they're going to have the advantage. And if I'm correct, last week, Miles Garrett, I believe, re- registered two sacks in that 34-20 win against the Washington football team. And speaking of the Washington football team, it's kind of embarrassing that a team without a name is on top of the NFC East. Is that just how terrible the NFC East is? <laughs> yeah, but hey, you know what? I'm I'm overjoyed that our our division is this bad. Are are you kidding me? Like this far in the season, if you had told me, uh, I guess last year that we would be one and two, that we'd be dealing with as many injuries as we have, and the Eagles wouldn't be winning the division, I would have told you you were crazy. Uh, this is not the way this I expected this season to roll out, and not just because of Cowboys' wins and losses. You know, I I expected the rest of the division to be better than they have been. Uh, I'm not going to look a gift horse in the mouth. Uh, these three games we've got so far, um, not how you wanted them to start for Dallas, but the division is still right there. You clean up your you clean up your your defense, get some people back from injury, get some people you know brought back in. Like, oh goodness, what is this? Randy Gregory's. Well, I guess he's got one more week to go before he can practice again. Like, there 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 is reason to feel cautiously optimistic that the Cowboys can right the ship and get back to a winning record so long as they can survive the first half of this this season. The question is, will the other teams in the NFC East do the same? And so far, I I think the Eagles have one wide receiver who's healthy and uh <laughs> I just we've got a we've got a tough road to hoe the Cowboys do, but it's not like it's any easier for any of those other teams. So uh is it is it embarrassing that Washington's leading the division? Eh, kind of. Um but I'll take it, because it just means that the, the division's right there for the taking for us. It is. Okay. Now, going into this game, now I, my mind's on the set. What is it going to take to win? But before I go into that, with the NFC East being so terrible, Cowboys should go undefeated in, F, in, in NFC East play. They should. But, of course, the question is, will they do it? Honestly, that remains to be seen. And next week, they will play their first NFC East game against the New York Giants. <laughs> and what's so we don't what's so unique and really exciting for Cowboys fans is because a certain guy that we're so familiar with is now the offensive coordinator of the New York Giants. You know who I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I sure do. <laughs> and uh, you know, I will say on that in that matchup. I don't think the Cowboys offense has anything to necessarily worry about. I, I, I think if let's, let's talk. What if, if the Cowboys lose to the giants, I feel from where we're standing right now, the conversation will be, man, our defense is really bad. Do I think we will lose to the giants? No, because I think 
they're down their best weapon in uh, Saquon Barkley. And I don't think their quarterback is good enough to beat a good team. And like I said at the beginning of this, I feel pretty good about the Cowboys. I think they are a good team. They just, for whatever reason, don't look like it yet. (laughs) So uh, no matter what happens against the Browns, I feel like they take it from the Giants. Okay. Well, Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, a guy that you are also familiar with, promised the world that there is no way in hell that the Cowboys will lose to the Giants. And I am pretty sure Wiley is not going to change his mind. And if the Cowboys do lose to the Giants, you can bet that Wiley is going to be so furious, he is going to unleash a serious path of destruction of tirade. He is not going to sugarcoat nothing. Right. So, I mean, I mean he- that's Wiley for you. I mean, Wiley's just like us. He's not afraid to tell the truth, and he doesn't care what people think or, or what people are going to say about him. And that's what I have right. to praise Wiley for. Right. Well, you know, I guess that's really <laughs> – that's that's the beauty of that matchup too is that uh, may- I imagine the team doesn't realize what it's like for Cowboys fans, and admittedly, they shouldn't. I, if you're a professional athlete, don't – Please don't care what I think, Mr. Professional Athlete. But man, I promise you when the Cowboys play the Giants, if <laughs> if the Cowboys find a way to lose to a Jason Garrett offense, you will not hear the end of it around around the Metroplex. You're going to hear it, I mean, nationally too. Everybody is going to be poking fun. And frankly, with the amount of talent you have on this Cowboys team and with as uninspired as I feel the Giants have looked offensively, if the Cowboys lose to the Giants, they deserve national ridicule from, like, everybody. I, I'm talking six-year-olds, uh, newborn infants. I want them all laughing at this professional sports team for losing to this man who you spent the better part of a decade with just suffering at his hands and then you get one opportunity to to shove it back in his face and you fall short but again this is all hypothetical i i just don't see it happening i think the cowboys take that one but dang it alex we we keep we keep passing over it <laughs> all right this time we won't now the browns are in town now the browns are 2 and 1 it's been a long time since they've been over 500, especially this early in the season. Now, I'm like you. I've heard all over, oh, it's the Browns. Oh, Baker Mayfield is overrated. Oh, Nick Chubb is not that good. Oh, Odell Beckham Jr. is injury prone. All right. Maybe all that could be true. I mean, I don't think Baker Mayfield is overrated. Okay. Baker Mayfield may not be the Baker Mayfield he was when he was at the University of Oklahoma. But with how dreadful our defense is, if that defense does not get it together, Baker Mayfield, to say that he is going to burn that defense is a hell of an understatement. Just like the great Seth Rollins once said when he was a a good guy wrestler, he is going to burn it down. Yeah, that's what you're worried about. Uh, I guess the way I look at uh, Baker is, I think he's got it. I think he's got the goods. I think there are a couple of different reasons why he couldn't really deliver on his first couple seasons. And, you know, I don't know if the Browns are necessarily there 
right now. I can't. I couldn't tell you right now if I think they're going to be over 500, five, uh, 500 at the end of the season. But I'm I'm not questioning Baker Mayfield. And while his targets have been down, and maybe he's not having the you know uh, the the Beckham seasons we've had in the past, I I'm not sleeping out on him either. We just had a week of wide open receptions by wide receivers against this Cowboys defense. Uh, he could very well go off against us if we're caught with our pants down again. Uh, I, I think, I mean, that's, that's really what I it mean, is. I, mean, I just love the, I just love how you put, how you put, you know, that humor. I mean, it's all figurative, but, but you're absolutely right. Yeah. I, it's my big question mark is I, I'll admit I am not super familiar with the, um, the, the Browns offensive line. So, I mean, it could very well be another field day for Alden Smith, but with the way things have been going, if Alden Smith isn't, you know, pressuring Baker, uh, I think it could be a very long day for that Cowboys D. Uh, All I can hope for, and I'm setting the bar real low here. You know, if you're going to lose to the Browns, uh, all I'm asking is no more wide open catches. If, 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 if they're going to make, if, if there's going to be a highlight reel, let it be a highlight reel of contested catches, or at least have a defenseman within, I don't know, a yard or two of the guy catching the ball. But, you know, the stuff that happened last week, you know, my, my bar is set as low as don't recreate wide open receivers. That's that's all I'm asking. Um, and then... Uh, well, you said you're unfamiliar with the, with the Browns' offensive line. Well, here's a little reality check. The Browns' rushing offense is currently third in the league, averaging close to 170 yards per game. Ooh, yikes. Ooh-wee. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that doesn't look good. Um let me let me take a quick look see cuz I've honestly forgotten. So they Oh, well, I guess the argument against that is and I hate to be this petty, but I mean, who have they played? Now I mean, they got that is a good point. <laughs> they got they got destroyed by the Ravens, rightfully so. Well, that's nothing. Uh, that's nothing new. <laughs> they had a shootout against uh, an imperfect Bengals team, and the score looks better than the actual game was. They uh, they beat the Washington Football Team uh, thirty-four to twenty. Uh, you know. I wouldn't sleep on that rushing that rushing attack. I don't think they're third on accident. Um, I also think maybe part of it is I'd have to go back and look at the uh, the, the rushing yards from that Ravens game. I do wonder after you know things kind of got out of hand if they were just kind of rushing it to kind of move the clock and end their suffering in week one. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I have. Okay, scheme-wise, this is a weakness of the Cowboys. It was last season. I feel like it could be this season again. Last season, the Cowboys didn't look very good against the run. Um, And they're susceptible to screen passes, is what I'm noticing. And I feel like with this Browns team, if there's not a target wide open, I mean, those... That's the go-to they're going to do. They're, they, they'll they run the ball. They'll run screens. I mean, that's just that's just basic offense nowadays. Um, I could see the game open up with the Browns pounding it down the middle, uh, throwing some screens to kind of catch us off guard, and then uh, right when you think your defense is starting to find its legs, you know, bam, you get a, you get a wide-open receiver again. I feel like that 
that might be the story of how this game goes. Uh, the, the, the defense looks okay at times and then falls on their face. That's, that's, that's my sad, pessimistic prediction of the Cowboys' defense this week. You know, and another prediction is Odell Beckham Jr., a dude who's torched the Cowboys' defense during his time in New York City. Now, people ask, what makes you think, Alex, that he's going to do it again? Okay, more of the, I mean, this is coming from the fact that people are not taking the Browns seriously. Because Jacob just answered the question, folks, because the Cowboys' defense is worrisome, okay? They can be caught off guard, okay? And if, if they let the wide receiver be wide open for a catch, that's the trouble. Like, if Odell Beckham Jr. is left unguarded, you can bet your life that this dude is going to break free and humiliate you. And this dude can do it not once, not twice. He could do it three times in a game, maybe more. So here's key number one for a Cowboys victory. Defense, defense, defense. Sack the quarterback. Force turnovers. Do not commit penalties. Play some serious defensive football. That's key number uh, one. Agreed. Because right now, as I'm uh, as I am looking at at the turnover ratio of the Dallas Cowboys, hmm, it is not good at all. Negative four, negative four, and that tur- the one turnover that they do have shouldn't have counted because there was a there was a foul on the Cowboys' offense for hitting Jared Goff. Now, since I'm talking about turnover turnover differential on defense, the Browns are there with. Pot with with plus three, and that Cleveland Browns defense, it's definitely average. But that secondary is scary. So now we get to another key. Now I'm on the offense. We need our triple threat and add Cedric Wilson. If we have a fatal four way wide receiver threat, then this Browns defense is gonna be worn out. Okay, and if they're that worn out on the secondary. Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard, they can run the game for the rest of the time. They can run the ball the rest of the time to further wear out that Browns defense and they can drain the clock. Right. Yeah, um, I think my biggest concern with this game is a recreation of uh, the Falcons or the Seahawks and that you have a game that's relatively close. Um, the, I guess, advantage, I'll say in quotation marks, um, is the play calling I feel against Seattle, especially near the tail end of that, where you had all your timeouts, you had time, and you just had to go march down the field and go score. Man, it felt like either by design or by recommendation, it felt like they were dinking and dunking and nickel and diming. Like they were getting small yardage repeatedly instead of, you know, taking a shot on some of those the questionable Seattle secondary. Now, the Browns are going to have a better secondary than Seattle by a large margin. Uh, if they have a corner that has a pulse, then uh, they're already doing better. But I want to see more scheme-wise, I guess, from our offense. I know we've got the talent on the offensive side of the ball, but it's time for our coaches and staff to show that no we can we can get fancy we can get creative and i don't mean like a double reverse which man if the 
if the Seahawks can sniff that out as easily as they did, I, I better not see it again against the Browns. Um, but I, I, I want to see some prettier plays. That's, that's it. That's me. That's, that's me raising the bar. I don't just want to see a good offense. I want to see a pretty offense. I want to see an offense that makes you go, Oh, wow. Yeah. We definitely got rid of the old coach. Look at things now. Um, no more conservative play calling then. Yeah. Just if the game's close and it's going to come down to taking a shot, I know there are questions about Dak's deep ball, but I don't know. I I feel fine with it. You know, I I don't really have as many questions as other people do about his deep ball. If anything, I get frustrated that he just doesn't do it more. Um, and I think part of that is just him trying to protect the football. And you know that's fine. But when you do a bunch of short yardage uh, plays, you're just giving the def- the the opposing defense more opportunities to sack you. And potentially cause a fumble, which we've seen plenty of in just two weeks. Um, I don't know, man. I, I feel like I feel like I feel really good about our offense. Like probably better about our offense than I have in a long time. You've got questions at offensive line, and I think if Tyron doesn't play, I think your offense is going to look really, 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 really bad. But. I feel like if Tyron's there and the line can just just hang in there just enough to give Dak a chance, I think we have a shot. I think between our running game, all of our wide receivers, we've got enough talent on this ball that we can overcome what should be a very terrifying Cleveland defense. Uh, and then you just got to hope that your defense has, uh, has found its pulse and can, you know, maybe pressure Baker a little bit into making some bad throws. And, uh, you know, let, let me give you this little fun fact, this fun little bit of trivia. Uh, everybody remembers uh, the OBJ one-handed catch against the Cowboys from a couple years back, right? Like, everybody on TV lost their minds. It was in the end zone, wasn't it, I think? Well, he, Catches- caught, it, he caught, like, two yards uh, shy, shy of the end zone. Well, actually, well, did he? Okay, his foot. Okay, he caught the ball. The ball might have been in the end zone, but his foot was probably out. But 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 since okay. he ca- but since he caught it, I mean, okay, well, whatever. However, whatever. it happened. It was a touchdown. That, right. It was but, absolutely phenomenal. Right. 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 Everybody loves that play. It's a great play. Everybody loves uh, OBJ. But what people forget is, as gorgeous as that pass was, it was a gorgeous catch in a losing effort against the Cowboys. People forget the Cowboys won that game. So uh, that's I feel like that's very true to this week. You know what? If OBJ is going to have that gorgeous catch that ends up on the highlight reels, that ends up being replayed everywhere, so be it. I'll accept it. So long as our offense does the exact same thing to the to the Browns' defense. If you can do that, I mean, I feel like we'll we'll all be patting ourselves on the back for calling it just like we knew it was going to go. Well, there's a chance. And uh, speaking of Tyron Smith, uh, today he was reported as a limited participant. So he did practice, although he just right. wasn't a full participant. But the fact is, he practiced, which is a good sign. Now, now we're looking at total uh, defense, you know, allowed yards per game. The Browns right now average close to 348 yards a, of total offense, while the Cowboys allow about 405. Now I'm going to take it up a notch. Now we're going to look at passing yards per game to be specific. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. 
Well, the Browns average about 254, while the Cowboys allow an average of 277. Hmm. Okay. Now the both defense have both defenses have questions. But when it comes to the Browns defense, that should be the least of the concerns. <laughs> the Cowboys defense is definitely the cause for concern. Right. But, but in this game, I think both defenses have a chance of being solid. I, I know the Browns defense will definitely have their solid moments. I only hope the Cowboys do. Right. But with if Dak Prescott minimizes the risks, he plays correctly, the play calling is done correctly, I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that Dak Prescott is going to torch that Browns defense and he's going to have another 400-yard passing game. And speaking of Dak Prescott, coming to this week, he's the top passer in the league. I mean, two, <laughs> back to, two back-to-back games, I think, with 450 passing yards. Look, like I said, Prescott, whether we like him or not, he's really making us eat our, our words. But, of course, many few of us still have the balls to say he doesn't deserve $40 million a year. Look, all right, but that's not what it's about anymore. It's about Prescott proving himself. And if Prescott can have a good game against the Browns, he's taking it to the next – he's, he's taking a, a step higher, all right, as right. far as proving himself. And I do believe that Prescott is going to have a good game. As l- but if if Tyron Smith is not there, well, that is definitely going to negatively impact the team. Miles Garrett is going to do whatever it takes to get to Dak Prescott. And I'm, already, gonna... I'm already making this prediction. He's probably going to have two sacks, just like last week. I mean, last week he had two sacks and two quarterback hits. This guy yeah. is going to be all over Dak Prescott. Yeah. This guy, yeah. he's going he's gonna to say, I'm coming for you, buddy. Yeah, it's like I said, it's my biggest concern. Uh, I guess really the, the Browns defense, you can simplify it down to um, everybody and Miles Garrett. That's the Browns defense. Uh, I mean, I, I, I don't want to disrespect, you know, the, the, the people on that side of the ball. But as far as how these teams line up, uh, your concern as a Cowboys fan is Miles Garrett. And then if you can if you can survive Miles Garrett, you're feeling pretty good about anybody else that comes your way now. Watch me eat my hat on Sunday when Miles Garrett is taken care of, but then that opens the door for, you know, everybody else to fly over that hole in the offensive line and destroy Dak. Like, expect, I don't know, the special teams coach to somehow get on the line and just knock down Dak for a fumble or something, you know. But, I don't know. Now, let's say a little more to talk more about the Browns offense. Yes, there's Nick Chubb. Yeah, okay. Odell Beckham Jr. Mm-hmm. There's also a guy that everybody seems to have forgotten of because apparently he got in trouble when he was in Kansas City and he got released. I'm mm-hmm. talking about Kareem Hunt. Oh, now, yeah. This dude is redeeming himself. He's really picking up where he left off when he was ha- when he was doing great in Kansas City. Whew. You see, folks, the Browns have off- have weapons as well, especially offensive weapons. That is why I'm so worried about the Cowboys' defense because if Chubb is contained, Kareem Hunt, if, if he's on the same plane, Kareem Hunt is going to sneak through the back door, he's going to make a play, and he could score. I mean, Kareem Hunt is capable of doing that. I mean, we can't deny it. Now, based on what, what I'm looking at is, you know, I'm looking at the stats coming to this game. 
Baker Mayfield, a little over 560 yards, five touchdowns, two interceptions. Same thing with Prescott, although Prescott is at nearly 1,200 passing yards. But so far, Nick Chubb already has more rushing yards than, than Ezekiel Elliott, while Amari Cooper has more receiving yards than Odell Beckham Jr. At the end of the day, those stats coming into the game, it doesn't matter. And speaking of Amari Cooper, yes, he hasn't scored a touchdown yet, but in my opinion, as long as he's having great catches, he's, he's got all these yards, he really doesn't have to score. I mean, watching him score is great, but as long as he's making huge catches and he's helping the offense drive down the field and score, then fine. He's, if he's doing his part. He's doing his part. He's doing what he's being paid to do. The beauty of the Cowboys wide receiver core is that if one guy is torching your defense and you double up on that receiver, well, now you're leaving all of the other Cowboys receivers on under single coverage to just have a field day. So, I mean, I agree. I, I'm not really worried about Cooper's touchdowns. Uh, and frankly, I don't think Cooper should be worried about Cooper's touchdowns. I mean, uh, he's, he's making his money. All he needs to do is be out there, catch some balls and demand the defense's respect. If he does that, then it's, it's exactly right. He's doing his job. Now, would I like for him to go off and, you know, have a, uh, Locket day with the Seahawks. Oh yeah, sure, I'll take that. Absolutely. But it's it's like you say, you know, just keep the game open for the other receivers and uh, get the yardage when you can. Make those beautiful catches and uh, try not to hurt yourself. That's the Amari Cooper <laughs> game plan to success. Absolutely. Now we wrap up the the fatal four. Right now, the potential fatal four way threat. Now we gotta talk about Dalton Schultz because I caught heat for having faith in this guy. All right, fine. Against the Rams, he was not good, but guess what? He was not prepared. And I explained this when I recapped the game against Seattle. Okay, when okay, when the starter all of a sudden goes down, and this dude, and it's early in the game, and this dude just says, oh, well, dude, you're starting now. He never expected it. Now, that's an excuse at the same time, but the bottom line is, look, he didn't have a good game, but Schultz made a name for himself against Atlanta. He even played great against Seattle. The bottom line is, don't judge the book by the cover. And a lot of people are saying, Alex, we get it. You think he's you think he's smart because he went to Stanford. Okay, first of all, I never said that just, just because he went to Stanford. I'm not saying he should have his chance just because he went to Stanford. I mean, okay, yeah, he went to Stanford, so obviously that means he's very smart because when it comes, to, I mean, that that's in college football. It's not about being, t it's not just about being talented. You actually have to have good grades. I mean, if the best quarterback in, in the nation has bad grades, he won't get scholarships, but... But, I'm, but as far as Schultz goes, well, I'm pretty sure if he, if he was able to get to Sanford, then he's got to be pretty damn smart. But that's not that's not the point. The point is, he's talented. I mean, he was drafted in the fourth round. He was originally the guy that we thought was going to be Jason Witten's successor, but it turns out that Blake Jarwin so far is that guy. But Schultz has the chance of a lifetime. And I wrote, a, and I wrote an article on this, okay? If Schultz has a hell of a year... The next year, you can bet that we're going to see serious tight end competition between Blake Jarwin and Dalton Schultz. I have to praise Dalton Schultz because this dude, to say that he's taking advantage of such a golden opportunity is an understatement. You can see how serious he is, how bad he wants to prove to the Cowboys, not only do I want to stay, but you guys should pay me. I'm not saying he's going to get the top dollar, but the bottom line is he's proving a point. He's giving the Cowboys a reason to keep him on the field because, whether you like him or not, he can catch the ball. He can get open. That's what the Cowboys need. Yeah, I mean, 
it's that next man up mentality. And maybe he wasn't, maybe he wasn't mentally ready against the Rams, which That's to be exactly fair, it. he wasn't mentally ready. There you go. And yes, anybody who criticizes and says he should have been, Hey, they're right. He should have been ready, but he has stepped up in these past two weeks. And, uh, I, I went from being a pretty critical person for a player. I knew nothing about to saying, okay, well, let me eat crow and say, keep throwing to the man. If he's, if, if he's going to catch the ball and make plays, then clearly I was wrong. And I'm, I'm always willing to accept that I was wrong about something. So no, I agree. Uh, uh, I felt really bad when Jarwin went down about our tight end position, but yeah, Dalton Schultz has been, he's been doing pretty darn good. He has And really, I believe that he's only going to get better. So now that we're done with the preview, it's time, Jacob, to make our official predictions. Yeah, I was thinking about this. I was trying to do the mental math. You know, it's always the thing I, I'm, I'm envious of the people that do it often because they can just immediately calculate football scores in their head. And like for as much football as I watch, I have to stop and like count the numbers in my brain. Um, I think the Cowboys win this one. And I think, I think it's going to be another high scoring affair. I'm, there's a lot of faith here. (laughs) There's a lot of belief that Tyron Smith will be out there and doing great. I think it's going to be, Oh, 41-32 Cowboys. I think it's going to be another shootout. Okay. Now, I need, I need you to give some player predictions to who for Dallas has a good game and why. Well, if Tyron Smith is out there, that's number one. Uh, but uh, I think Cooper is going to do enough to, you know, for, to be worth talking about. But really who I've got my eye on is uh, Michael Gallup. I mean, C.D. Lamb is going to do great. I He's already won me over. But I feel like Michael Gallup, every now and then, he'll just have this monster game. And I feel like this Browns game is going to be an opportunity for Michael Gallup to finally just be like, oh, by the way, uh, I'm just as good as everybody else on this team. Uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to Michael Gallup. Okay. All right. I agree with you. I think Michael Gallup is the guy who's going to have the surprise performance. I have said it many, many, many times. Just because he goes to a school that is not very well known does not mean he does not have potential. Because we've seen many, many times those players who went to those big schools that were drafted high in the round, a lot of those times they ended up busting out of the NFL. And, and throughout history, it's the guys who went to the small schools who have had success. Or the guys that were, that were drafted or undrafted. I mean, Tom Brady... A seventh-round draft pick out of Michigan. Look at him now. Jerry Rice went to a small school in Mississippi. Terrell Owens went to a small school in, in uh, Tennessee, I believe. Okay, And Dak Prescott drafted in the fourth round. The point is, don't judge the book by the cover. Who, oh yeah, who cares? Okay, I mean, honestly, who the hell cares where he went? He's in the NFL now, so it doesn't matter where he went, really. All right? I think Everybody, Everybody's a threat until they get cut. <laughs> you know exactly, or if they get you know if they get hurt and the the injury permanently affects them, you know, in, yeah, in, yeah. In, a, in a in a major negative way. But I'm gonna go with I think Michael Gallup is the receiver that has the best game. I'm still, I'm gonna make a prediction. All three, I'm gonna say Gallup, Cooper, and I think Lamb is is gonna get to 100 yards again. 
I think I'm, I'm a, I predict Lamb is going to score his first career touchdown this time. I mean, I said that last week, but this time I have more confidence. But I think Gallup is going to is going to is going to catch two of them. And I okay. think I think Gallup. I'm going to go with Gallup has at least 200 receiving yards. Um, I have a, I have two questions, uh, and then I will I will actually there is one little part we we do have to talk about. It, it can be small, but we do have to talk about one more part of the game. If you but, feel it's important, we will talk about it, dude. Oh, trust me when I say it. You're gonna a light bulb's gonna go off. But number one, do you think Cedric Wilson delivers again this this week? Yes. I do. Yeah, I think so. I, I don't think he'll have as surprising of a of a week as last week, but that's again that's the Seattle secondary, which so far has not looked great. Um, the other question is: now that we've made this double down on Michael Gallup, you you just like don't I don't know. I get the feeling that uh, it's going to be Tony Pollard. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you and I agree. It's we're like, oh, it's Michael Gallup. I just get this feeling now in the pit of my stomach. They're like, well, you know what? It's going to be the person you expect the least. Now, just to spite you. <laughs> you, you, you believe that Tony Pollard's going to have a big game? Uh, yeah, but okay. I mean, I I mean, I respect yeah. it. I'm, I'm not going to throw you under the bus because, <laughs> honestly, who the hell am I to judge? I mean, I, I've already made some ballsy predictions. Well, I'm mostly making a joke about when, when you've got two people who feel like 100% about something, it's going to be something completely out of left field that surprises you. But uh, the last thing I want to talk about, and this is, this is a bit bigger of a deal than I think either of us were expecting it to be when the season started. Let's talk about special teams, Alex. How do you feel about the special teams? Uh, uh. <laughs> well, C.D. Lamb actually, with punt returns and kick returns, he's actually not been bad. Right, right. But when it comes to those punt and kick returns, there's always going to be a penalty for holding, illegal block at the back. I mean, the Cowboys are just known for committing these penalties at these crucial times. You know, I mean, obviously, more often than not, the flag is on us. I mean, that's that's nothing new. Right. Look, um, Greg Zerline, obviously, he missed uh, – uh, uh, how many kick? I think he's only missed one. I think he's made – how many has he made so far? Well, I've I already lost track. The bigger concern for me is – I. I feel fine with Zerline. I don't think he's going to be perfect, but my biggest concern is, man, that's it. Feels like two teams now. They have had, they've been getting their hands on the ball as he's kicking it. Like I feel like there's been quite a few oh, kicks. Oh, you know, been, yeah, you, that well, no wonder you brought it up because against this against Seattle, one was blocked, and the other one he missed. Yeah, I I feel like I have I have some questions about who we have. Maybe not necessarily Zerline kicking the ball. Uh, my my concerns are: do do we feel one hundred percent about the people in front of him when he's kicking? Because uh, honestly, I don't. But but guess what? In my on, in honest view, the Cowboys should not be settling for field goals with that talented offense. Mm, sure, but you know, one bad penalty can really derail a, an offensive series. Mm, I guess. Yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. You know, you're absolutely right. That's that's a hell of a that's a hell of a point. I guess for me, my concern is I'm I'm predicting a shootout where the Cowboys come out on top, but we could just as easily be talking about a dangerous situation where it's a very close game and they they miss a field goal for the win. You know, I I don't think that's going to happen, but man, with the way the special teams have been playing, I I think that's that's one more big question mark. Do we see the good Cowboys special teams that somehow inexplicably against all odds like? possibly made a pact with a wizard to beat the Falcons or do we see the special teams where our kicker can't manage to 
sink anything between missing and people getting their hands up and blocking the football. Absolutely. Look, it remains to be seen because I have a, I have a saying as in my writing career: don't make predictions that you can't back up. So I'm not gonna, pre- I'm not gonna predict anything with the special teams because you know when it comes to special teams, anything can happen. It's a fifty-fifty sh- shot. Mm-hmm. All right, and, and honestly, look. Now, like I said, the Cowboys, with all that offensive weapons, all that talent, they shouldn't be selling. They should not be having. They shouldn't have to be selling for field goals, okay? But, but as far as, if 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 we do have to sell for field, go for a field goal. I mean, I do believe in Zerline. I mean, he yeah. was with the Rams for so long. We've seen him make these huge kicks. Although he's obviously not the player he was years ago. I mean, as he's aging, you know, your your skills. Don't necessarily get better, unless, of course, you know, you're certain players. I mean, he's not Aaron Rodgers, I'll just say that. I mean, Zerline is not like Aaron Rodgers. He's not the Aaron Rodgers of kicking, I he's, hear you. Or or he's not the uh, Adam Vinatieri of kicking. Uh, he's not Adam Vinatieri, if that makes more sense. But, you know, the vibe that I'm getting, though, I think you and I are kind of... We may have our concerns about this team, we may have our criticisms, but, you know, let's let's get right down to brass tacks. You're not playing Russell Wilson again. Uh, I mean that's thing. Baker Mayfield. See, people are saying, if people are are saying, why do I believe that Baker Mayfield could torch our defense? Okay, yes, Baker Mayfield is not Russell Wilson, but with how terrible the coverage is on the Cowboys secondary, any quarterback could torch that defense. True. All right. I mean, yeah, obviously Baker is not Russell Wilson, but Baker does have a have a he does have an arm. Okay. And like sure. I said, if that defense is not on top of their game, if they don't have their shit together, just like I said, like like great like like Seth Rollins would say, he would he's gonna burn it down. All right, that's why I said the Cowboys have to. Okay, and here's another here's another key to victory. They have to sack Baker Mayfield. It's probably gonna take at least six sacks to take him down. And, and here's another prediction. I think since Allen Smith's on fire, I think he's gonna add two more sacks. Sure. You think we uh, we see Demarcus Lawrence finally? Get his name on the board. Well, since I did go with, since I do go with the, the saying, "Don't make predictions you can't back, you can't back up." All I can say is, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. That's what Wiley tells me. If you're not sure, since since you want to, if, if I'm going to stick with with that saying, he says, "Alex, just say you hope so." <laughs> I mean, that's it's a not, fair I'm, point. I'm just not going to make a. I just won't make a prediction out of it. That's what Wiley sure. explained to me. Don't make a predict, big prediction out of it. Just say you hope so, or you just don't know. Sure. Well, all right then. Um, I I feel like we've covered it all. Um, we have it. And- well, let me say my final uh, prediction. I think Dallas wins 34-24. All right. You feel it's – well, I guess, yeah, that makes a little bit more sense. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking we're going to go up on a high score again against a better defense, which – <laughs> All right, no. I'm gonna st- well, I say uh, prediction. Baker Mayfield's gonna start out a little strong, but eventually the Ellen Smith and those guys they're gonna come forth, and you know, that Cowboys offense is gonna be too much for the Browns. I'll just go off and say that. Sure. All right, sounds good. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that wraps up our preview between the Dallas Cowboys and the Cleveland Browns. Thank you very much. For joining us tonight, this is Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment. 
of the Bear of Texas podcast, available on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music. Thank you, Mr. San Antonio, for joining me tonight. Can't wait to have you back on in the future, buddy. Always a pleasure, Alex. Thank you. Thank you very much. Go Cowboys. Go Cowboys.